I remember hearing once that being an adult was just walking around saying how tired you are all the time. And uh, somebody else said something similar, but how busy you are all the time. And that I couldn't relate to that because I didn't really feel tired all the time. And uh, I still I still don't. I feel tired sometimes, but I do feel busy all the time. And now I guess I'm an adult officially because I do walk around and when people ask me how I am, I comment on how busy I am, which I hate. I wish I wasn't doing that. I, It's not really a, a useful thing to say. Like, it doesn't help, you know? doesn't help me, doesn't help them to comment on how busy I am. We're all busy. Everybody's busy. But I just can't help myself. I'm so damn busy. <laughs> I just can't, I can't say anything else when people ask me how I am. I just have to comment on how busy I am. So yeah, really growing up. I guess for better, for worse. I I don't think it'll always be like this. That's what I'm consoling myself with. At least I, uh, I do genuinely think that I'm in a, uh, a busy patch, kind of a busy spell. I'm sure there'll be more, but I don't think this one will just last the rest of my life. That's the hope at least. And I I really don't think it will. So, so that's comforting, but yeah, I've got a lot going on. I'm going to talk about some of that today. I think I'll start with, some quick updates of what's been going on since I did a podcast episode. And then I want to talk about how I'm planning for winter. So that's for the garden, for the house in particular, uh, insulating and heating the home. And, um, oh, and just psychologically, I think uh, I might comment on my, my game plan for not getting depressed because anyone who lives in a cold climate or a temperate climate knows that you really need to have uh a system in place to keep yourself happy in the winter. It doesn't come easily, not as easily as it does in the summer anyway. All right. So what have I been so darn busy with? Well, in October, not a whole lot actually. So Um, I did the worst possible thing, which is I didn't get a lot of work done, but I also didn't fully relax. So I was not working, but stressing about not working. Do not recommend that zero out of 10 stars. Just, um, either do work and feel good about it or take time off and feel good about that. Um, I think that speaks for itself. No more explanation required. So why did I do that? even though it's such a bad strategy, obviously. Well, there's a simple answer, which is that I didn't think about it. I just subconsciously felt guilty about not doing anything when I knew there was a bunch of stuff I should be doing. But let me zoom back a little bit, rewind to September. I got a a lot done in September and, uh, or at least I did a lot of work and, and I would say I got a lot done, but really the main thing I got done was I put a new ceiling in my kitchen and that was exhausting. So I was a little hesitant to, I was a little unsure of if it was fair to say that I got a lot done and trying to make the distinction between getting a lot done and doing a lot of work. Cause you can do a lot of work and not accomplish anything. So, you know, I was so wiped out and so drained from this project that it felt like surely I'd accomplished a lot. And, but I was a little hesitant for a moment because 
I kind of just got that one thing done of putting the ceiling in um, and also the light fixtures in the ceiling and the insulation on top of that. So it's kind of a lot. Um, but I do want to be careful about not losing sight of the fact that doing a lot of work doesn't actually necessarily mean you're getting a lot done because you can just kind of spin your wheels. But, but no, I feel good about what I got done in September. So I was in pretty good shape at that point for getting ready for the winter. And that's the main reason that I'm even being that hard on myself about getting stuff done. It's not cause I'm super like type a about just like work, 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 get, you know, accomplish things really fast. I'm, I'm not really that intense about it. I mean, I, I do like to get stuff done and I'm, you know, getting after it pretty hard you could say, but, um, but normally I would kind of cut myself a little more slack, but the, the seasons are changing and I, I don't get to choose when that happens. So there are actually things that just need to happen and it's not really, um, I mean, I guess I have some discretion, but not a lot. Like if I, if I want to live in this house, like certain things just have to happen so I don't freeze to death. So that's why I'm kind of cracking the whip on myself. That being said, after September, when I had put the new ceiling and the insulation and the lighting into the kitchen and was feeling good about that, I was also exhausted. I, I thought about saying that, describing it as like feeling burnt out um, when I was, you know, thinking about what I was going to talk about in the episode. But I, I forget I said that word because no, it's, I was not burnt out. I think that means something specific. And I'm not that. I wasn't that. I was just tired. I just needed a break. Um, which is not the same thing as being burnt out. So at the end of September, I was really tired. Also, my friend was getting married and he had a bachelor party one weekend and then the wedding the following weekend. So I wasn't home for two out of the four weekends, which makes a big difference too. Um, so all that being said, October, I was just kind of um, treading water. You know, I was taking the trash out, vacuum the rug a couple times or once. Um do the dishes, you know, just normal life, just kind of keeping up with chores around the house, but not really like making any home improvement progress. So that's fine and totally natural, I think. But again, the only reason it was kind of a problem is that I just had so much to do still and time is passing and the temperatures are dropping outside and I still have a giant hole in my ceiling. So I mentioned that I did all this work to get a ceiling put up in the kitchen and I'm happy with that and that's insulated and great, but I hadn't touched the bathroom and I had ripped out the ceiling in the bathroom too. The reason I ripped out all these ceilings because they were moldy. This house had zero ventilation for 20 years because people just shut it up, walked away from the house and there was also a leak in the roof. So the water's leaking in through the roof and then it has nowhere to go. So I had ripped out a lot of drywall um, kitchen ceiling, bathroom ceiling, bedroom ceiling, and uh, yeah, still hadn't touched the bathroom. And uh, that means that there's just the roof in there. Like if you walked into the bathroom, you looked up, you'd see the underside of the roof, like 12 feet above your head and like the pitch of the roof. Um, so as you can imagine that any hot air is just rushing out into the attic because there's no ceiling. Um, there's a door separating the kitchen and the living room from the bathroom. So what I've been doing is I just keep that door closed and the bathroom's just getting colder and I'm heating the other rooms that I'm actually spending more time in, but not great to go in there and use the bathroom and have it be so cold and could be disastrous if it keeps getting colder and I don't do something. 
the pipes would freeze, right? It's like the worst room actually to let get cold that in the kitchen because of all the plumbing. Uh, my bedroom actually doesn't have a lot of insulation in the ceiling either, but that I'm less worried about because there's no water in there. And also I don't mind sleeping in a cold bedroom. I just have thick blankets and uh, it actually kind of helps me sleep to have it be cold in there. So I close the door to the bedroom. I don't heat that room. It still gets heated a little bit because heat is just like seeping through the the cracks under and above the door and through the walls. So it's still not as cold as the outdoor environment, obviously. Um, but it's like a, you know, it's like mid fifties at night in that room, at least right now. Uh, so not worried about the bedroom, living room and kitchen are heated nicely by space heaters. Maybe you can hear them running in the background. Obviously that's not ideal. It's not my long-term plan to heat with electric space heaters. Um, but for right now that's getting the job done. And what I'm planning to do is bring in a propane heater to supplement that and also just kind of be uh, like an emergency backup in case the power goes out. So that propane heater, which I've already purchased actually, it's 11,000 BTU, which I think works out to be about three times as powerful as my space heaters. So um, what I'm planning to do with that is actually put that in the window of the bathroom because this thing, it's called a direct vent. So it, because you don't want to put the exhaust into your house, you could get carbon dioxide poisoning. Um, for short periods of time, I think it's fine to use a propane heater in the house, but if you're just doing that all the time, it'd be a problem. So this one, this uh, heater that I bought is designed to be run 24 seven if you want to in the winter. And it has an exhaust pipe that goes outside, usually through the wall. So I bought a hole saw, like a five inch diameter hole saw, and I was gonna drill through the wall so this metal exhaust pipe could come out for the propane heater but I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I really don't want to put another hole in the wall. Um, I couldn't find anywhere that it wouldn't be kind of an eyesore to have this exhaust pipe sticking out. And it's still not really my long-term solution for heating. I really want to heat the home with a wood stove. I just, for various reasons, I haven't gotten there yet. So this is a pretty temporary solution. I bought this propane heater for like 260 bucks. Um, you know, it's just, just hopefully to get me through this winter again in, in combination with the electric space heaters. Um, so with all that being said, what I'm planning to do now, instead of drilling a hole through the wall is I'm actually going to just put it in the window of the bathroom. Like you would one of those window air conditioner units. So, uh, you could picture this five inch diameter metal, uh, exhaust pipe. I'm going to put that through a piece of plywood. So I'm, I'm going to cut a piece of plywood to the shape of the open window maybe like 18 inches tall and however wide the window is like 36 inches. And then I'm going to drill, use that same saw that I bought to drill a hole in the wall and instead just drill through this plywood and then put the exhaust pipe through the plywood and then shut the window on the plywood. So I, I don't know if that's going to work out, but that's my scheme. And um, basically the idea is that I can take that propane heater out of the window in the spring instead of having, having this exhaust pipe going through the wall year round. And then, uh, and then hopefully by next winter, I'll have a wood stove and I won't be heating with propane anyway. You know, I may as well just say very quickly why I don't have the wood stove yet. The, the short story is I don't have a woodshed yet, so I don't feel like I have a great place to stack and, and keep wood dry. And then, um, also it's just gonna be expensive. The wood stove I wanted was going to be about $4,500 installed. That was including a hearth and again, the installation labor uh, I've never put a wood stove in anywhere and I have this 
an old existing chimney that it would have to get fitted to, which just felt a little out of my reach. Um, so, you know, I think that's a reasonable expense and I will bite the bullet and, and cough that up sometime next year. Um, but a combination of not having dry wood, not really having a place to keep wood dry, um, not being entirely sure where I want to put the wood stove in the house, because like I said, there's this existing chimney, but I'm not sure that that's actually where I want the wood stove. So I'm debating if I should even bother with the existing chimney and maybe just put in my own somewhere else where I'd rather have the wood stove. So a little bit of indecision there and, uh, the expense, it just, just seemed to make sense to put that off for another year and try to get through this winter with electricity and propane. By the way, I still don't have hot water. Um, I don't have a lot to say about that, but I just wanted to put that on the record so that when I listen to this years later, I can remember this time when I was living in this house with nothing but cold water. You know, I guess the only commentary I'd add is that I've been washing my dishes by boiling water on the stove and then letting it cool a little bit and then using the the warm water from that. And then I've been bathing at the gym. So throughout the warm seasons, I've been using an outdoor shower exclusively and, you know, showering at friends' houses occasionally, but mostly just showering here outdoors. And then, um, yeah, since it started to get cold, which lasts like three weeks or so, it's been pretty nippy. Um, I've just been showering at the gym. So I got a membership at a planet fitness. That's like 15 minutes down the road. And as sort of a happy byproduct, I'm exercising more or like lifting weights more at least. I was already getting a good amount of exercise just from doing chores around the homestead, but I wasn't really lifting heavy weights ever. Or I guess the exception would be when I cut down a tree. Um, sometimes moving around the logs is a pretty good workout, but, uh, yeah, I was getting exercise, but not strength training. But now I, when I go to the gym, I want to use their shower and not appear like a homeless person. Um, so I just lift weights and then take a shower. I don't have to, I could just go and shower and just show up in one set of clothes and then leave 15 minutes later in a different set of clothes. Um, but I prefer to just do a quick workout. So I might inadvertently get, uh, more physically fit because I don't have hot water in my house. All right. That's enough about the house. Um, so moving outdoors, the main thing I got to do is winterize or, or protect for the winter, my perennial plants. So the biggest thing was I bought 150 fig trees. They're only one year old, so they're just little babies. And um, I had 150 of these things in one gallon pots, just all lined up in rows on this concrete slab near the sawmill. And uh, what would happen if I left those out all winter, I think the pots would freeze and the roots would probably die. Well, the whole plant would die. If I bury the roots, AKA plant them or healing them in, I'll get to that in a second. Um, But if I, put the roots in the ground one way or another, then at worst case scenario, the tops would die, but the roots would survive and they'd come back the next year. So, um, so I need to put these in the ground. It was what I was thinking. And what I've done is I've opted to heal them in instead of plant them. Um, for anyone who doesn't know the difference there is that it's just kind of a temporary place to put them. So you're, you can put the plants a lot closer together cause you're not spacing them out for their long-term needs. You're just kind of jamming them in there for a short period of time. So you don't have to space them out the way you would normally space out trees. And uh, also you can kind of fill in the soil on top of it more loosely. Um, I want to check that and make sure I'm right about that, but I don't think you have to kind of tamp it down like you do when you plant trees for real. 
Um, so I was able to put all 150 fig trees in like a three foot by let's call it three feet by three feet little area where I just dug a hole, um, shook all of the fig trees free of their soil from the pots, which was took some doing actually. Cause the, the roots kind of get all bound up in these small pots. And, uh, I had to kind of untangle that and really do some work to shake loose the soil. But once I'd done that, I could, I could pile all these young fig trees into one small area and then just heap mounds of potting soil on top of it. The very same potting soil that came out of the, the pots they were in. So uh, disclaimer, that's not advice. I've never done that before. That's just, I, I think that'll work. Um, but this is me saying what I'm doing, not what I think other people should do. Uh, I'm also going to mulch up some leaves and dump the leaves on top of that. So um, by healing them in and putting them in the ground, like I said, the roots are protected, but the tops aren't yet. And then if I mound up a lot of dry leaves on top of it, that should provide some insulation for the tops. And then I might even put like, a blanket over the whole thing um, before the really coldest days set in right now. I'm definitely good for the next like month um, in this climate where yeah, it's just, we're not going to see extreme cold for a little while still. Uh, I, I was starting to worry a bit about them in the pots a little bit, but now that they're in the ground, it definitely bought me some time. Uh, but that's the figs. I still have like 15 blueberry bushes that are in one gallon pots also and then another dozen of just like miscellaneous other plants. The blueberries I might actually just plant in their final resting place. I think I have a pretty good idea of where I want those to go. I sheet mulched a row near the annual veggie garden that um, I, I put down a big roll of cardboard um, for maybe, I don't know, like 30 feet and then piled wood chips on it a couple months ago. So that, that space is kind of prepared to receive some plants. And I was thinking just plant all my blueberries there in that row they're just little right now they're in one gallon pot same as the figs were probably similar maturity like a year old or so i don't know exactly um how old they are because i got them from a nursery but i think they were probably started this spring from cuttings and um so yeah now they're like knee high roughly and uh yeah i'm gonna move them out of the pots both so they don't turn into popsicles like i was saying with the figs but also um they're going to outgrow that pot soon and uh, I'd rather have them in the ground since I do have a place ready for them. Some of those other miscellaneous plants that I mentioned, I don't know where I want those to live yet. So I might heal those in same as I did the figs. And then for my annual veggie garden, which has been neglected for a couple months now, I put down some seed, just direct um, seeding of kale and spinach and carrots like seven weeks ago or eight weeks ago. And the spinach actually kind of came to maturity uh it was a little stunted because we just got so much rain and not a lot of sun and then we got some frost and uh so it didn't didn't quite uh turn into what it should have the spinach but but i've been harvesting some and getting some of that and the carrots i think are still doing fine i've heard they're really cold tolerant as far as vegetables go so um so yeah not 100 percent inactive in the garden but i've barely touched the garden um just been you know doing other stuff I'm very busy, as I mentioned earlier, so that's my excuse. I'm sticking to it. Um, but I would like to get in there and pull some weeds and um, put some mulch on top of the garden before winter really sets in, like um, chopped up uh, grass clippings and leaf clippings. I've been putting grass clippings on as I mowed the grass over the last month and a half or so, 
Um, but I'd love to get some chopped up leaves on there too. Okay, so that's all I have to say about the garden. And then I did promise to opine about staying sane in the winter, staying happy, not depressed. Um, obviously, there's no magic formula for that. But my my game plan starts with a weekly sauna on Sundays. So I think I chose Sundays in large part because of the alliteration. Sauna Sunday is just kind of fun to me. Uh, probably could have worked with the Saturday. Sauna Saturday. I don't know, it doesn't quite have the same ring to it. So in large part, that's why I'm doing it on Sundays. Also, I have the day off. A lot of other people have the day off. So I've been trying to get friends to come um, with some regularity and and do a sauna with me on Sundays. Uh, For a while, I was doing an ice bath too. I might knock that off now that the weather's getting colder. Some would say it's all the more reason to do it because it helps your body adapt to the cold. And it's also psychologically, it's like embracing the cold and, and not trying to run from it. So I actually did one tonight. It's Sunday right now. So I did do a sauna today and I did a quick ice bath. I'd been staying in the ice a lot longer in past weeks, but it's what, um, 30 something Fahrenheit, like, like low thirties Fahrenheit and, um, zero Celsius for my international listeners of, of whom there's none, I think, but, um, yeah, it's cold. (laughs) It's pretty cold. You know, it's all relative, but but it's a lot colder than it had been recently. So we'll see. I might get away from the ice baths after this week and just uh, get my cold exposure from the cold air, of which there's ample. Um, but the heat, to get back to the the fun stuff, uh, all the ice is fun too, but the, the sauna is luxurious. I, I love, absolutely love a good sauna. And uh, a wood-fired sauna is my favorite. So I'm thrilled. I'm beyond thrilled to have a little sauna of my own on the homestead. So I haven't even explained um, how that's the case that I have a sauna. Um, so I should. It's it's just a tent. It's like a temporary, uh, I don't know how temporary. I'm hoping it'll last a few years. But it's it's almost like an ice fishing hut, like the, an ice fishing tent, um, like a really well-insulated tent that pops up quite easily, actually. And um, I bought two of them, actually. I bought a small one, and I tested that out with a wood stove. It comes with a wood stove and loved it but it was just a little cramped especially as i was inviting friends to come over like it was fine but i I wanted one that was big enough that if i wanted like five or six people could all come in at once um so i ended up actually getting a second tent that's a little bigger um but yeah it it works great i i couldn't believe it because i was looking at more permanent saunas or or more you know wooden ones and uh it was gonna be like seven thousand dollars to get a cedar barrel kit um, which still are not really renowned for their thermal performance. So it's like the tent actually probably works as well or better than those cedar kits. And then, um, the log cabin style saunas, which are more highly vaunted, those would be like North of 11 or $12,000. Of course I could build my own if I had the time and energy, which I frankly do not, um, quite busy as I mentioned earlier. So yeah, I wasn't gonna have time to build my own sauna yet. I would love to. That's and that's the plan. So this this is kind of to hold me over, because again, I do just love sauna that much that I I couldn't wait a few years to have my own. So I got the the tent to hold me over until I can build a proper, nice permanent like log cabin style sauna. I actually just grabbed myself some hot herbal tea uh, to take a quick break from recording audio. And I wasn't planning to mention that as part of my uh, 
seasonal depression toolkit, but I think I should because drinking a cup of hot tea to break up uh, an afternoon or an evening definitely boosts my mood. So that's, that's part of the game plan I'd say as well. But the sauna is a big part of it. And then I'm doing a Wednesday night hot yoga class sometimes Saturday morning too, but I want to always go on Wednesday night. So that breaks up the week really nicely. My, my, my more general philosophy besides the specific things I'm doing is that you need to have things to look forward to regularly. So it's not enough to just occasionally go skiing or, uh, go on a vacation or whatever you i think you need something multiple times a week that you look forward to and really enjoy so i'm trying to build in at least a few of those in my schedule the hot yoga on wednesdays the sauna session at home with friends on sunday and um cups of hot tea during the day every other day that's not enough i think just saying it that doesn't sound like enough things but uh it's a start and uh you know, and then some of it is just uh, one-off stuff, like the ski trip, the trip maybe to Florida for a week to see my parents, stuff like that that just comes and goes. So I think it's probably a mix of having scheduled good stuff and then spontaneous good stuff. The other thing I'd add is I'm just planning on burning a lot of wood. So besides the sauna, I'm planning on just having big campfires with some regularity um, and then burning lots of brush and dead wood as I did last winter which really got me through the winter last year i had minimal seasonal depression if any and i think a big part of that was um definitely the enthusiasm of sinking my teeth into this project for the first time um all the endorphins from the exercise of doing all this really uh pretty physical labor of clearing brush out of the forest uh, and plenty more to do plenty more where that came from so uh i got all the brush i can handle so I think doing those brush fires, campfires, just piling on logs and getting them really blazing. Something about, well, I don't have to explain it. Everybody knows how satisfying a good fire can be, especially in the winter. So my mantra lately has been, the days aren't short, they're just dark and cold. I don't say that part, but I just say the days aren't cold, they're just, or the days aren't, the days aren't short, they're just dark. I say that to myself when I put my headlamp on or when I start a fire, it's like, the day's not over because you can subconsciously trick yourself into thinking the day's over and feel kind of down of like, Oh my God, already, you know, like I just got out of work and now the day's over. Uh, but it's not, you know, it's still, it's still five thirty PM, whether it's dark out or not. And, uh, if you got a good headlamp and you got some dead wood, you can burn, then you can keep doing stuff outside. And I, I highly recommend it. Cause like I said, last winter, I feel like it really, helped keep my mood up when the weather was was cold and the days were short all right well i'm gonna wrap this up for now uh thanks for listening if you want to get more frequent updates on what's going on around my homestead than the sort of monthly ish podcast i do the instagram at rookie underscore at rookie underscore homesteader the way i just said do the instagram i sound so old which is fitting because I'm very busy and very tired. So just kind of playing the part and I'm drinking herbal tea. So I'm 65 now, I guess. But anyway, thanks for listening and I'll talk to you later.